0: Well, good health is good business. Does that sort of ring true? Do you kind of identify with that? Um, You might have heard us talk in August about an event that was held at the university uh, late August, Global Healthy Workplace Summit. And um, I'm delighted to welcome one of the organizers of that event, uh, also a colleague of mine at the university. It's a big warm welcome to Barry Crisp, who not only is a lecturer in entrepreneurship and marketing at the University of Northampton, but he's the marketing director for the Global Healthy Workplace, the the Global Center for Healthy Workplace. Barry, welcome to the show. Um, It's been, what, a couple of weeks? Since the event, have you managed to catch your breath since then? <laughs> uh,
1: hi, Adrian. Firstly, thank you for for having me on your show. Um, yeah, no, it's been busy um, post event because there's all the the post event uh, stuff to do, such as gathering the presentations, developing the summit summary report, um, creating the the winners and finalists profiles on our website, and so forth. But now it's um, now I can finally kind of uh, put my feet up.
0: Very good. Now, the Global um, Healthy Workplace Summit, you do have this slogan of good health is good business. Um, It was a really almost a a two and a half day event. Um, Just tell us a little bit about the the history and origins of the Global Healthy Workplace Summit.
1: Yes. So the Global Center for Healthy Workplace um, started uh, in 2012 with our first summit being in London in 2013. And since then, um, we have taken the global summit uh, to different countries around the world, um, except for during the pandemic when we uh, were virtual. And the summits, itself um, is one of the key things that we do on an annual basis um, and our mission is to support the advancement of workplace health and well-being um, through a variety of different initiatives um, essentially designed to help enhance uh, shared learning uh, recognition and replication amongst different companies and, and in different countries as, as well around the
0: world no you've taken this around the world you have the awards you've got some pretty big important multinational um companies following you or associated with the summit
1: yes so um yes yeah, so every year we we host the uh, the awards um as part of the of the summit and each year we select or i should say our our expert judges uh select uh um two finalists in two categories it's multinational category large category and the SME category and then these finalists um, out of all the companies that apply are invited to the annual summit where they have to present their program to to the judges and to the audience and then the judges make their final decision on which company they feel Um, has the best uh, workplace health, uh, safety, and well-being program uh, for that year.
0: Have you got your fingertips, the winners this year?
1: So the winners this year um, in the multinational category were Mars Incorporated. Um, uh, The large winners were TLC Healthcare, and the SME winners were Coppel Foundation.
0: So where are TLC Healthcare and Coppel Foundation based? Are they British or American or?
1: So, TLC Healthcare is uh, Australia based and Coppel Foundation is based in Brazil.
0: Well, a pretty uh, widespread there. Mars, of course, I think you're referring to Mars as well known for chocolates now.
1: Yeah, well known for chocolates, well known for veterinary products, uh, based out of America, as you know, but um, have companies everywhere essentially.
0: Well, I have to say, I listened to the presentation from Mars and uh, and the and their co-finalists, and they were very, very impressive indeed. Very thorough in the way they have embraced and built into all of their thinking um, things to do with health and well-being. Now, was there a focus for this year's summit in particular? Well, the the, the focus in
1: terms of uh, workplace health being, uh, we had a focus on the four-day work week, um, and also artificial intelligence, which are kind of emerging uh, topics and trends at the moment. So those were our kind of uh, key focuses uh, to begin with. And then as we developed the program, um, our other two key focuses were the ESG uh, accountability and designing healthy workspaces.
0: Okay, interesting. Well, I was, uh, had a great pleasure and honor of um, hosting the panel for ESG accountability. And we'll be hearing from... Uh, one or two of the speakers also on the show today. Um, I think working from home has changed a lot of things in the workplace, both in terms of the design of it, how much space you actually need, etc. So there's a lot of big issues here, which on the one hand are... um, I think were embraced by, by people, you know, so sort of better work life balance, but probably also causing a lot more anxiety or stress as well and tension even with the management of an organization. So in terms of healthy workplace, is the focus moving from physical to, to, to mental?
1: I think what we've noticed of... Um... Through our work, there's always been a a massive uh, focus on mentor um, from from the companies that we've kind of been involved in the workplace, but definitely over the, the recent time and particularly because of the pandemic. Um, mental health has kind of been, you know, pushed right to the forefront, um, which is which is a good thing. So it's a good thing that a lot of companies are thinking about this. But also the other challenge, as as you mentioned, um, because of the pandemic and people perhaps having more flexible working. Um, The the other challenge is how do we get people to come back to the workplace and want to be in in the workplace as well? And then, of course, people are now talking about four-day working week and the challenges, the positives and negatives with
0: that as well. (laughs) And my job being done by a robot. (laughs) Exactly that, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is an interesting, I mean, really interesting time, I think, on so many levels here, you know, the future of work, uh, Linda Grattan at the London School of Economics, I think she is, you know, she's doing an awful lot on this. And that, my goodness me, how the cage has been shook up in the last, um, you know, two or three years, really. Um, now, AI is fascinating is it mm. do you think it's going to um make it or are you seeing from your you know your supporters and your award winners are they talking a lot about AI and any general conclusions that you you can share with us yeah there's
1: there's a there is definitely a lot of talk um about artificial intelligence um if if you're in the healthcare industry um you might see this as a as a great positive because we're seeing it already um within healthcare um the ability to help analyze or diagnose um, diagnose illnesses and and treatments, and also we're seeing AI coming into 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 the surgery as well, um, mm. that can be performed remotely. Um, so, if you are, for example, a big multinational uh, company, or you've got lots of resources, and I guess you can really um, take hold and adopt AI and ensure that it's used appropriately and perhaps retrain people within your company um, that might lose their job otherwise. But I guess for, you know, for smaller companies and those that are not well accustomed to AI or how best to use it, it definitely um, will cause uh you know, some anxiety and, and could be a threat to, to many jobs out there. Mm. So I think the key question is is who is developing the AI, the AI and the data that is used to develop the AI and then the, the ethics and morals around uh, the usage of AI. And this is something that's been ongoing uh, for many years um, that, that, mm. that that I've heard of. Both within the European Union um, and elsewhere around the world, so it, it's yeah, it's been on the agenda for, for for a very long time, but it's it's certainly come uh, back to the to the forefront, um, in particularly since we, since the release of ChatGPT and Bard, um, Google Bard, and so forth.
0: <laughs> no, it certainly has um i think brought it to everyone's attention now uh, another thing really as a global summit are you seeing big differences around the world in the different regions of the world uh yes yeah, so different different countries um different
1: regions will have you know they have their, their own cultural differences so they'll have different approaches to to workplace uh, well-being uh, and health safety is i guess international everyone you know safety standards are, yeah. are international to that degree but the approaches to how to adopt um the different methods for for their employees for the local community um they they are different approaches but ultimately they all they all have the same goal which is to make their their employees happier healthier and and in turn make them more productive
0: yeah it does you know it seems like common sense on the one hand doesn't it if you look after I mean, how many times do we hear people say um, staff are our greatest asset? But of course, they don't always treat uh, them like, as an asset and uh, more like a short-term, dispensable uh, cost. Um, just on the element of uh, of going global, you've got a, a very interesting um, history career yourself, no, Barry? Because I believe you've spent many years living and working abroad in in an exotic place. Could you like to tell us a little bit about your your career?
1: Yeah so um, after I finished university I went to live in Japan for almost four years Um, and during that time I was both working as an ALT, which is known as assistant language teacher. So I was teaching English and sports uh, in local primary and secondary schools. Um, I was also um, working with the local uh, board of education to help develop their English curriculum, um, which could be implemented within that region and then uh, nationally. Um, And then at the same time, I was working uh, freelance um, as a kind of doing video photography, writing blog posts um, on the theme of social enterprise. And that's how I met my um, other colleague who you uh, who you have met as well and who works with us, Tommy Hutchison Mm -hmm. um, at the university. He was um, he is still the CEO of iGenius. And I kind of got involved and started freelancing and working uh, with iGenius uh, from then. And then that led into the Global Center for Healthy Workplaces as well.
0: That Tommy is one of the co-founders of. So yes. en route though. Uh, so in the end, how many years did you spend in Japan? And I think you uh, you got an added bonus, no, from living in Japan.
1: Yeah, just 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 shy of four years. But um, if I if I add up all the times that I have gone back and visited there, um, I've I've kind of lost count. My my um, my partner, my wife, is uh, Japanese, and so we we often go back and and visit family and you know travel around things like that
0: uh, and as somebody who teaches cross-cultural difference and cross-cultural management then uh that's that's a i'm sure an interesting mix you must have had many um cross cultural uh what's the word uh discussions i guess about the way things are seen and done differently between the uk and um and japan
1: yeah definitely um yeah definitely I've, I've had many interesting conversations um and even when I moved back to the UK, I worked for a uh, Japanese travel center for almost a, a year. Um, and often we'd go out and meet clients and there was definitely a different way to to doing business uh, if you are doing business in England as in compared uh, to Japan. Um, no decision is made straight away. Uh, it takes many different meetings, many different dinners <laughs> before you kind of get down uh, the road. And also, I noticed when I live in, lived in Japan, there's, depending on who you're speaking to, whether it's, an, a, you know, an older classmate or or the teacher or the business manager, there's a different way that you express yourself um, and the way you talk to them. And so knowing that as well is very important um, when, you know, when doing business in
0: Japan. Do you speak Japanese?
1: Uh, yeah, to, some, to 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 a good degree. I can live there um, without any issues. Uh, but don't start asking me to con Conduct um, uh, a very important business deals. I would have to brush up on my on my Japanese <laughs> um, and ensure that I'm speaking in in the right tone and and, and in the right level of respect.
0: Yeah, no, of course, fascinating. It's a place. I mean, I've been to many countries over my life. South America, obviously, Europe, um, Middle East. I'm starting to get to know a little bit more uh, Southeast Asia, but never had the pleasure to get to Japan. So it's on definitely on the bucket list. So great going back to the global healthy workplace then you know you had these two days very intensive it was great to be there and um, share it with you some you know very interesting presentations but what were the sort of highlights or key takeaways for you Barry i
1: think i mean first of all we're inspired by all the different stories from the different you know the organizations that were there um all leading the way in workplace health and and well-being Um, and they're all making a real difference to the lives of of their employees Um, and essentially they're all kind of setting a new standard for what it means to to be a healthy workplace so the ideas and insights that were shared um, and you can go onto the website after um, and you can you can read through all the presentations and the summit summary report um, and you can see that there's a lot of Useful information um, that organisations can take to 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 essentially help create a healthier and safer, more productive workplaces around uh, around the world.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some of the sessions. Obviously, the ESG accountability, which we'll talk about with the uh, other guests who were on the um, the panel. You had the awards. Were there any other you know burning debates coming out of it that where where perhaps it was. You know, real frontier. I mean we've talked about the focus here, but you know, any any surprises for you in terms of some challenge or you know out of the box thinking? Um I think one one I think one
1: of the interesting well, definitely around AI and um the four-day working week and the practicalities. Um there was a lot of interest and discussion around the four-day working week and how that could be implemented um, with our international um, attendees. Uh, Some were saying that it would be impossible to implement that uh, unless it came purely from government so having those kind of interesting conversations uh, and and the different challenges that it sounds great in one country but it wouldn't work in another country for either cultural reasons or perhaps the you know the the government's not set up that way or whatever the reason mm. uh, may be um, those kind of discussions were interesting and again going back to AI there's always going to be um, the positive and the negative the ones that are really against AI the ones that see it as an opportunity to to kind of f- flourish and evolve. To the, to the kind of next step. Mm-hmm. Um, so having those kind of live conversations again was really brilliant, especially after uh, three years of of having virtual summits. So to be back in person, um, to do it hybrid as well was 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 an interesting and, and good experience.
0: Yeah, no, it was a lovely event and um, I had the pleasure of joining you for the speaker's dinner at the Hibiscus, wonderful restaurant there, and uh, a good time was had by all. And people from all over the world, were there too and you know the esg accountability what's that got to do with it some people might be saying well environment social and governance if you look at the s social refers to how you look after your people mm. uh, employees as much as how you look after a community and you know what was interesting for me was having a very broader strategic view of esg you know it's really good to kind of really focus on a particular element of it and and so vital and vital in this country for you know, economic growth, (laughs) productivity, as you say. And um, yeah, half of me was, wow, this is common sense. Why isn't everyone doing it? But when you heard the presentations as to how they went about it, the depth of thinking, you know, they must be great places to to work. And and I'm sure they feature very highly on all the lists of um, best places to work. So, Barry, what's next? Where's it going next? And what happens in between the summits? so we
1: are in discussions with uh, various different people as to where um we're going to host it next as as mentioned at the end of the summit um brazil seems like a a strong candidate at the moment but there are other people that are talking to us um so it could happen in europe maybe somewhere in portugal it could happen somewhere in the middle east maybe uh, qatar or egypt or something like that we we don't know we keep our um we keep our kind of um, options open until we, until we have like a, a, a firm kind of concrete um, decision to move forward with. In terms of what happens between now and next year's summit, we will um, start to promote. Um, our awards winners um and we do that for a variety of ways we do that through interviews we do that through our newsletters but we also uh, do a series of webinars um where you know based on a particular theme um so we've had previous ones based on pri- prioritizing emotional well-being um mental well-being programs and guidelines and so forth and we do a series of webinars uh, throughout uh, the year um both with winners and with um experts in their field as well.
0: So the work is ongoing. The issue is so very, very important. Um, we were lucky enough to host it here in Northampton, something that you know did uh, surprise me for the depth, impact, reach that you guys have. So congratulations on a very successful event. If people want to find out more about it, Barry, where would you direct them to?
1: Thank you. So um, the, our website address is org
0: globalhealthyworkplace.org. And oops, excuse me, that's uh, what's happening here. I've got to kill that. Ah, the call coming in. Not at the very right time. Should have switched that off. Um, So globalhealthyworkplace.org. Good health is good business. If you are doing this and you want to learn more about it, go to that website. If you're not doing it, you should be. Go to that website indeed. So watch this space for where it's going to be next. But yes, something really worth following. And if you're running a business, if you're in a business, um, if you care about business, I think you should care about this. And hopefully uh, we will uh, add to Barry's insights with the um, other two guest speakers today. So Barry, thank you very much indeed for coming on the show, taking the time in a very busy schedule. Keep safe, keep well, and keep up the great work.